Wave pool technology is progressing at a rapid rate, and commercially surfable wave pools are opening around the world. Welcome to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. My name is Nick Robinson, and through my guests, we take a detailed look at this fascinating new game. Check us out on wavepoolmag.com. For your curiosity and stoke. Oscar, welcome to the Waypool Mag podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, my pleasure. Excellent. So you're based in, in Sao Paulo, right? I mean, that's unbelievable. I was looking at up 22 million people and the world's fourth largest municipality. What is it like living and working in such a massive concentration of people? Uh, annoying. <laughs> very <laughs> crazy. You don't have a lot of time to relax. You feel like you are in a jungle of concrete. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, a lot of opportunity, a lot of good businessmen, funding, uh, infrastructure, which brings quality in terms of, of companies, uh, uh, structure, capitals, and so on and so on. But, but it's not a place to, to relax and to, to combine a leisure with your family. And so the, it's common to have your second home resident who has the capacity and the possibility of having a second home resident. Everybody has their own. So they go to the beach, they go to inland. They don't want to stay the weekends in Sao Paulo because you don't have a lot to do. Pollution, traffic all this stuff that you know. So there's this big city. exodus on the weekend for people going out to their, their holiday homes or their second homes. Huh? Yes, yeah. especially who, have, who can afford it. <laughs> I think, you know, everyone thinks of, you know, all of us around the world think of the most massive cities in the world as New York. And but I just looked up Tokyo, Delhi, Shanghai, and Sao Paulo, the top four cities or the biggest four cities in the world. And New York's nowhere near. So it's, yeah. it must be really hard to make it in, in, in Sao Paulo. It is. It is. You have logistic problems, especially traffic. You lose a lot of time on, the, on your car. So you're normally late to your meetings so, and you get anxious about that. I'm late. Oh, my God. Maybe with all this COVID situation, the format will change. People are starting to, to make their meetings by Zoom and so on. But again, for me, it's kind of commodity already. I'm, I'm, I'm born here, but it's crazy. When you go outside of, of Brazil, you go to New York or you go to different cities in the world, they don't expect that Sao Paulo is so big. They, they think that Brazil still is a place undeveloped and is the other way around. We have, we have pretty much good people here and, and very competent people, executives, very well technology-wise company, health-wise, and development, studies, and so on and so on. So we are pretty much, Sao Paulo, I would say, is, is, is more to the first world than Brazil is to the third world, you know? Right, yeah, that's an interesting thing to say. But could you tell us about your, your early history? And, and did you, how did you get into real estate? And is that what you've been doing most of your life? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I didn't finish school, which is 
kind of strange. Uh, and I, I went to work with advertising. College in Brazil with advertising is not that good. College specializing in advertising is not that good. We have other good colleges, but communication is not the best college we have here in Brazil. So I began working with advertising, publicity, and so on. And when I was 29, my family has some land on a neighborhood called Chakra Clubin. And I was fed up with advertising all this uh, business of glamour, ego, and so on. Uh, And and I sat down with my father and said, let me try to, to... give a destination for some of our lands, which we can aggregate value and so on and so on. I don't know if he believed on me because I was his son or because my view was correct. <laughs> and, <laughs> but anyway, he, he did. He, bat, he battered me. And I began doing a development with Cirella at that, at that time. This was in 1994. And Cirella was one of the largest company, and until today is one of the largest development company in Brazil. And I started learning, learning, and then I went by myself and and with a partner, and we developed Clabin Segal. That was a very important company in real estate. It became public in 2006, and we sold it in a consolidation process on 2009. I went to BTG Pactual to work for one year to structure their real estate department on the bank. And I stay way near. The organization climate is much different than, than from a developer to be in a bank. <laughs> so I was not that happy over there. Nothing against them, but I just was not happy with the organization process. And I went to live in the U.S., uh, after Lehman Brothers in 2010, uh, which had a lot of opportunity. I developed like four uh, business there, one commercial, three residential. I was always focused on residential when I, I had my, my company, Clubin Segal. And I came back to Brazil to open an asset management company called KSM that was focused in, in managing funds investment funds specialized in real estate because I was on the other side of the coin and then came to the, the, the capital markets. And I, we thought that this speech would be powerful because it's not only about spreadsheet money, it's about knowing the, all the, the, the cycle and all the trick points mm-hmm. during the process. But essentially for the layman, I mean, is it like you're sitting there with a fund and they're saying, guys, guys, we need to invest this money in, in certain projects. And you go and qualify the projects and say, okay, well, you got to put it here, here and here. Yeah, I, I partnered up with a bank, a smaller bank. So my obligation was to originate good deals in real estate. Their obligation was to raise capital and distribute the fund. So, nice. and the, 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 the speech for the capital is we have a manager, this a manager that runs this fund that understand a lot about real estate is not only a, a financial guy is a guy that understand product understand the marketing positioning what is the best product uh, and so on and so on so and has the focus been on traditionally been on large residential developments always uh, yes but ksm then opened a new a new path on logistic 
So we are doing today residential and logistics uh, development. Okay. Excellent. And now, when did the idea of a wave pool come to you, or was it somebody else who suggested it? I mean, could you explain in detail yeah. when you first found out about wave pools and, and where were you? Uh, I was here. Uh, what happened is uh, the technology starts to, to be in evidence around the world in 2012, 2013, then came Catalyst later, all those mm -hmm. technologies. Brazil start being uh, on the scenery on, on the, as the best surfers in the world. We, uh, everything together, plus the logistically problem of Brazil in terms of reaching beach. Sao Paulo, to, to you get you a beach to surf, you can take three hours, three hours and a half, wow. two hours, because the amount of people we have in Sao Paulo in a dislocation to a beach can create traffics, bad traffics. You get to the beach to surf, with, to nowadays is for a surfer that doesn't, isn't 100% in shape, you will struggle on the water. So you're not gonna be able to surf because it's totally crowded. And in security wise, unfortunately Brazil, we have an issue there, so get to a beach, we don't have gated condominium and so on. So you have ish security issues over there. And so I combine. I was a surfer until my 30 years, 32 years, and I missed that lifestyle. I couldn't surf anymore. I had kids. The company grew. And so I couldn't be surfing all the weekends and so on. So I was losing all my my skills and when i saw the 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 artificial waves i said oh one day i'm gonna do an inland beach with perfect waves kind of gated so i can come back to to my sport and start surfing again and travel around the world so the idea began like that but the opportunity appeared on 2018 because it's kind of hard to, to from Greenfield to create a gated condominium with golf, with horse riding, et cetera, et cetera, and at, at, attract the, the, the funding because this is, we have a long cycle to get there to approve, to get the maturity of the condominium in terms of house, kids walking into, on bicycles, restaurants, so on. So I found an expansion of a condominium that did, did exist and bought the expansion. So Fazenda do Grama existed eh? before? It existed before. It was okay. not uh, a greenfield. I bought the expansion. I bought mm -hmm. uh, around 1.5 million square meters. I don't know how much this is in acre. About 150 hectares, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and did the implantation of the, the, the beach and sold the lots and was a very successful and profitable business. Well, I mean, it was, it, it, yeah, it looks like we were saying earlier. I mean, it looks incredible on paper and also the videos that have come out in real life now of people surfing. It looks like it's been an amazing success in terms of design. But when did the relationship with Wave Garden start? I mean, did you jump on a plane and go, go to Spain back in 2013? No, no. I, everything was... I was seeing everything by the media, and I mm -hmm. said to myself, the first thing to, to begin any development is to find the land. 
So I don't have a lens. I'm not going there to bother Kelly Slater and, and uh, Wave Garden and Waco and so on and so on. So when I saw the opportunity of the land to be developed uh, inland beach, then I said, now I have to research very fast the technology. As I am a developer for 30 years uh, and well-known developer, I was a public company. The, the land, the, the owner, the developer that began Fazenda da Grama thought in the fo- first moment a strange story, bringing a beach with surfing. Mm-hmm. You know, surfers had an image in Brazil before as a lazy people, tattoo guy, yeah, yeah, smoke, yeah. Uh, weed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we don't want this type of animal here. And, and, my, and my position was not surfing, focus on surfing. My position is, we want to attract the family. We gonna we want to give to the family inside Fazenda da Grama all the subject they want to do. We're gonna have here. Who wants to play golf? Who wants to go to the beach? By the way, we have perfect ways: beach tennis, ba ba ba. So they they were convinced, and my credibility brought a little bit of of power and my and my speech. And they they waited for six months before launching the expansion. And I did the all surveys, research and technology, a couple of steps before going by me on the, the land. And then I met Wave Garden. I went to Spain. I talked with Kelly as well by email, talked a lot with their, his staff. Uh, and Wave Garden was the best decision. Uh, not that the wave of Kelly is, is, an, is an unbelievable wave, but we have some problems in terms of viability and yeah, the, vi- the commercial viability right yeah. is much more yes it's much, much more it's difficult in terms of aspect as well we have a train blah 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 for a luxury condominium would but be this kind of with a quick question there do you think that they're going to change because i'm curious about kelly slater we don't really know much because obviously they keep everything very secret yeah. do you think they're going to change their technology at all in the new developments i don't think so i think they're going to maintain that one mm. i'm hearing that dirk that is one of the the owners of wsl and i think is the owner of kelly's later waves now it's kind of talking with other technology eventually it's going to Purchase one of one uh, another technology. I don't know, mm. but definitely, definitely, they understand that his the way he built that technology is not commercially viable. So I don't know exactly what are their their mm. their goals for the future. So how did the relationship with WaveGarden go? Because I mean, they're a fantastic company, obviously, and they and they. Did you choose them as well because of their business background as well? I mean, they're not just guys making waves. They're, they're, yeah, they're proper yeah, yeah. consultants as well. For sure. Uh, when I went to, to Spain, not only the the wave impacted me, but the whole staff, the whole back office that these guys have, the whole experience, the, uh, the track record of having another technology before creating this new one, the team of engineers is unbelievable. I worked with that for a long, long time, and the quality of the people they have on their back office is amazing for all the process. So when they were talking about construction, they had a team very precise following or helping you in developing the project. Then when we assembled the whole equipment, they had another team very, very focused on assembling, then the wet commissioning. So 
obviously I couldn't figure that out 100% before I bought, I purchased the technology. And the big risk there was that they didn't have to open the other technology, uh, the other sites yet, the other facilities. So I was based on trust, <laughs> feeling a little wave uh, on the middle of San Sebastian. But when you dream, you fight for it. <laughs> it must have been a great feeling when, um, when, when Bristol opened and also when Melbourne opened. It must oh, have been amazing. Did you go and visit those two places? Uh, I was going to go to Melbourne, but then came the COVID and I couldn't oh. go. Uh, I'm locked in Brazil. But the image was okay. I spoke with Josema pretty much weekly with Fernando and they were so excited. They were always telling me the machine is working perfectly. Maintenance-wise, not giving problems. Uh, the water is unbelievable. And obviously after the Bristol, after Melbourne, and then Korea was, oof, this is not going to be my issue. Imagine if I launched a, a product, sold all the, 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 the lands, and the wave <laughs> had a, a crack. <laughs> it, would yeah. be, it would be suicide. I would have to go to Portugal, probably. <laughs> mm -hmm. But talking about cracks, did you have any challenges with the actual um, creating the bathymetry of the wave underneath? Because it's a very precise operation, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, much more complex than we thought but we achieved the perfect result. But it was a, was a daily basis with specialists. For instance, the bathymetry, we had 110 points of measurement to understand if it was exactly the way the project was designed for. And Josema and, and Fernando Wave Garden, always, they're improving. So I, I was in the middle of all my measurement and they said, oh, I think that I can do a little bit better here because I saw this in Korea. So we, oh my God, I want you to do better. Obviously, let let's let's begin all over again. Let's start measuring everything again. The other challenge was to on the plinth where the machine is is plugged in. It has to be three millimeter precise for the screw that arrives from Spain. Uh, be. Wow exactly placed on the exact point. So we had a, like a, a NASA team there with lasers uh, everywhere uh, to put each hole of each screw on the, the plug of the, of the structure to be precise. So the walls, for instance, I had an, an, a specialist on, on concrete. So each day they were concreting the wall. The guy before did all the the analysis if the wall, if the concrete was a hundred percent in the specification recommended and so on and so on. So yes, it's a very com complicated, but I think the second one would be much easier. <laughs> yeah, I guess I think it's always, and I think that's what it must be like for WaveGarden as well. I mean, obviously yeah. every project's easier for them as it gets along. Yeah, yeah, and easier yeah. for investors as well to have confidence. But yeah, I'm yeah. fascinated with your business plan because. If you look around the world, there's so many different business plans for wave pools. I mean, obviously, Urban Surf in Melbourne mm -hmm. is a completely different plan to yours. Mm -hmm. um, Bristol as well is different. So you're almost the first residential um, residential plan. How, yes. how is that going for you? Because, I mean, it must have been... Uh, did, did you basically base the whole project around the wave pool as an anchor and then the, the, 
the finances were generated by the residential sales? First of all, I'm not a, a park manager guy. So I don't understand about parks, about selling cheeseburger, rentals of school and so on and so on. I'm a developer since the beginning. So since the beginning, my, my vision was I have to put in a gate community or a, or a private club that I sell titles, something that you go in and you go out. It's the way I always lived my, my, my business. I began the business and I delivered the business and then I'm out of the business. It's a pretty much a real estate model. Brazil with high interest rate, we don't have the culture of rental so much. Now the, 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 the interest rates are, are smaller. We are starting to see developers building rentals, apartments to put in REITs and so on, but this was not so common and then came in the culture of working capital. So I never look for any business model different than a real estate aggregated to the whatever amenity I was putting on the game. And the vision was that, let's reply a, a beach inland. Since the beginning, this was my vision. And obviously, if I could combine that with a golf course, with a horse ride facility, with a lake that has wakeboard, and I brought other futures. For instance, I did the first agrofloresta, agroflorist in an in a indoor condominium, which is beautiful. The people doesn't give so much importance to that, but it's really important because it's, it's a life changer for the kids that are always on the cellular phone, understanding about the nature. So this florist is amazing. As under a florist that we have inside Fazenda da Grama, we built an agriculture facility where people get your own fruit, your own vegetable, or organic. So this was my life, always aggregating on my product things that bring more value to, to the product. And then this is what, how it was uh, conceived of the grama. Sure. And, and uh, you're talking about the environmental aspects as well. How about the power? Because it's always an issue that people bring up. And I don't think they realize that Actually, the wave pool doesn't pull as much power as everybody thinks. Yes. So how do you do? How do you push power into the? Where do you get no, your power? From? Uh, we have. Uh, we are. We are beginning with traditional power supplied by the distri distributor, but we are changing after understanding what is going to be our consumption. That we have an idea to clean power that we can buy at the market as well. But you have to buy one year in advance, so to be more precise on the on the purchase of one year of energy of clean power, we have to be more accurate on the demand. But as you say, Wave Garden developed something that we obviously before launching, I was already my concern was what was going to be the cost of the condominium and which will impact more the cost of the condominium on the, the beach, on the Praia da Grama. And we did all the calculation in terms of wave. Each wave has a different type of consumption of energy, the, the, the barrels are, consumes more than the Malibus, blah, 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 blah. But in the end of the day, the cost is pretty much accessible. Uh, just you have an idea. I, I'm going to transform in dollar, but the increase of the cost of condominium for each lot will be around $300 per month. Oh, wow which is for having your own beach. But we are charging as the business model here. This is interesting. We are charging for the owners 
because only the owners can can surf or can go to the beach. The owners There's of no guests. they can invite guests. All the mm-hmm. guests can go to the beach, but if they want to surf, they have to pay a fee, a daily fee, which is pretty much like the green fee for the for 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 golf. Yeah. We we institute here the blue fee. So people that that surfs in the condominium has to pay a little blue fee and and people that comes from outside as a guest of the condominium will pay around $150 fee per day. So, okay. so it's not like Kelly Slater's pool. It's a lot a lot more acceptable price-wise. Uh, ah, it is. It is. But we, we have a control of how many guests per day, blah, blah, blah. A series of of procedures that we have, but in the end of the day, the energy doesn't impact as much as we thought. And again, we are buying clean energy. We did a study about solar panels, but was not viable at all. Uh, you have to have a very big area to do to to comply with the energy. But in the end, yeah. This is the, the energy issue is not that big as people thought in the beginning. Yeah, I think a lot of people get that wrong around the world. They think, oh, wow, wave pools pull so much energy, but they're getting much more efficient these days. Yeah, but yeah. the whole project's beautifully blended into nature. So how important was the look, the feel, and, and the architecture of the entire complex for you? Uh, is, is the game changer, is the win-win uh, situation. We brought one of the best landscapers of Brazil, called Benedito Abucci. We brought one of the best executor of landscape, because he does the project. Somebody has to go there and plant the trees. We brought, yeah. brought one of the best executors of landscaping project that is called Elena Freitas. We didn't have one tree. We planted around well, 1,300 1, trees, big trees, wow. and another two thousand smaller trees it is more not so expensive so we can surround the beach with a florist in the future and we brought a very very good well-known architect called Gimatus that by the way is a surfer so it was not a, a no-brainer mm. he was a very good surfer two decades ago I, I saw an interview he, with you with him he looks fantastic yeah he, looks he amazing yeah he got the barrel the first time yeah, <laughs> uh, I am pissed off with him because I couldn't get the barrel yet. So, <laughs> but anyway, he he is a very nice architect, uh, very contemporary. He did it. He he said, "I I will do my my edification in a way that the future of the the landscape will cover everything, so nobody can see my installation in the future. So everybody looking to the wave. So it's like a, a theater." Uh, all the amenities because we have not only the the beach and the way we have a beach tennis and beach soccer and beach volleyball area with a little bar we have an indoor swimming pool we have a very interesting very high-end gym we have two restaurants a japanese and a, a continental one that we and a, a, a wet bar that we say that people can go there get a beer and so on then we have a multi-use edification for the condominium parties and so on and a spa everything surrounding the waves as they everybody that is in any of those amenities are always looking the wave the 
splendor of the way. Another thing that we did that no other facilities did that is very it has a great impact is the center wall we did by of glass. So people yeah. any side of the wave feels that you have all this this uh, water carpets uh, trying to reply a ocean and we know that is not an ocean but creating that that thing is so big that we feel that we are in the ocean so the sand doesn't get hot it's not a sand from the beach it's a special sand that we brought from a mine that is used to do glass but it's pretty much like caribbean like maldives white and it doesn't get hot. So if you are in 42 degrees Celsius sun, uh, daily sun, you, you can step on the, 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 on the, uh, on the sand, which is... That's so great, take, that's always a problem at yeah. the beach. Like right now in Portugal, it's difficult to work on the sand because it's so hot right now. The mantra, the mantra of a developer is on the details, you, you win the game. You know? So it's pretty much like that. If you want to leave a legacy, you have to do pretty well all the details and sure. don't look only to your profit look to the legacy and the profit will come and i imagine there's a lot of details in that in a project of that size that you just created it must be incredible but why do you think that a, a wave pool and a beach is such a good anchor for a residential development like this first of all beach is desired for everybody everybody loves beach not everybody has access to the beach but everybody loves the beach, beach style, sun, shorts, uh, and so on. Uh, and everybody, go, uh, the traffic shows everything. To go to, to 150, 150 kilometers distance beach called Marezias, for instance, of Medina, you can take five hours on the weekend. Mm. So, but everybody goes because they love yeah. the beach. <laughs> they want to relax on the beach. And we create an atmosphere that doesn't look like a fake beach. The, Josema, one of the owners of Wave Garden, when they arrived to Brazil, he said, I, I, I visit all the parks around the world, but the only park or the only facility that replicates the feeling of the beach is this one. So we took care to replicate this feeling, and this feeling is on our hearts. Being on the beach, surf lifestyle is, is super sexy. <laughs> Super sexy, everybody. Yeah, you're right. And it's, <laughs> when looking at just images of it, it looks <laughs> incredible. But now, how do you suggest other entrepreneurs structure a wave pool business? Because obviously you're looking around the world and you see these other wave pools and yours is very different to all of theirs. But mm -hmm. if you had a guy coming to you saying, hey, Oscar, I want to I build a wave pool, what, what, what advice would you give him? Depends on the market, depends on the location, depends on a lot of things. And what I can tell them very, very in a secure way is that the beach and the wave creates value. Another thing that I will tell him, don't focus only on the wave. It's not about only wave. It's about bringing the family. It's about destiny. And then you start seeing the vocation of each area, each city, each where they are. Melbourne did a, a, a park near the airport easy in terms of logistics is a beach is a beach oriented uh, city and surfers all over the world is working really well as i know they are trying to go to the second one third one is working as a park my 
business did really well, and you have a lot of uh, other types of business. You have you can put it in terms of tourism and multi-property business, plugged in on a Windham administration of with RCI managing on the weeks. You can do private club. My second goal here is to do inside Sao Paulo private club, selling titles. It's, it's, it, we have this culture in Brazil of private clubs, like a private golf. You have the title, it is a property, has secondary market. It's not a park as a park, so it's not open to who is who are not uh, owner of the title and so on. So you have different types of business model depending on the vocation of the localization. Like real estate mm-hmm. localization is the first goal for any successful development. So, but again, I reinforce that the power of the wave, the sound of the wave as you are in the ocean is, is tremendous. It's tremendous. Mm-hmm. The, the happiness of the kids, the happiness of people that never surfed. You know, something interesting. When I did my survey, I thought that the surfer would get, oh my God, I want this for me. But it was not this way. The surfers in the first moment, no, I prefer surfing Bali. I prefer surfing in, in Maldives, Fiji. This is my goal. And who are not surfer? when we did the survey, 80% of people that are sported-oriented bicycle, ten, the, the largest fr- frustration they have in their lives were never to, to surf, was never to mm-hmm. learn surfing. So uh, it's incredible. Everybody wants to surf in the world. Not everybody have the skill, had the opportunity, but everybody wants this lifestyle. Pretty body, pretty chicks on the water, pretty beaches. Everything makes it really, really, really Highly aspirational. Yeah. Highly aspirational sport. But, you know, it's like when you're talking about people learning to surf, I just took my daughter out and she's just starting to learn to surf now. She just got her first wave on her own the other day. And just to see the joy in her face, it's just, it's so addictive. Yeah, it's so addictive. And and on the survey, I said, I'm going to let, not me, but I I said once with with an investor and said, I'm going to change your lifestyle. Today you go skiing, you put all those clothes on, gloves, everything. You take, you get annoyed, it's cold. If you start surfing, you're not going to search skiing anymore. You're going to try to go to more. It's going to change your, your life vision, you know? So, yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a new lifestyle that you bring to the table. The only thing I say, I tell Jose my Fernando is, my friend, we, we have the waves. We're going to create happiness for a lot of people, but we're going to crowd more the, the, the beaches. Huh? I imagine I'm going to start surfing with Korean on my side, with Switzerland guys on my side. <laughs> We're going to have surfers all around the world. That's true. And talking about that, what other plans are there for Brazil with wave pools? Because I know Gabriel Medina is working with Surfland and they're also doing a wave garden down there, right? Have you heard of any other projects that you that are, that are happening? Uh, yeah, Brazil, we have a uh, surfland, as I mentioned, the guys are in the middle of the process. I, I mentioned to you that I got the, I am representing Wave Garden for 10 years now in, in Brazil. So pretty much everything that is happening here passed through me. My relationship with Fernando and Josema today is amazing. We're like a family, everybody 
towards and with the same vision to spread out wave gardening as the best technology. We have today under analysis a park inside Sao Paulo. We have like in Minas, we, we have, we are a continental country, right? Huge. So Minas Gerais is looking, Brasilia is looking as well to put a facility. Uh, Sao Paulo, not only the park, but I am looking to do the private club as well. The inland of Sao Paulo, we have other places that are really rich that are looking to reply more or less Fazenda da Grama. So in Rio de Janeiro, I'm, I'm talking with, with uh, the largest developer on Brazil, Cirela, as I mentioned to you, to do something in Rio de Janeiro, more focused on uh, mixed use product with every, not only the wave, multi-property, residential, commercial, retail, and so on. It's a big, it's a big movement over there. So we are the surf. We are the country of the surf now. Gold medalists. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like lots happening over there in Brazil. Well, that's fantastic. Exciting to watch. And I'm sure we're going to keep in touch with you over time, Oscar. And I just want to thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I'm sure you're a very busy man. We're really excited to hear the story of Fazenda do Grama and Praia do Grama. The pleasure was all mine. I love the surf world. I'm pretty much, I, I was testing the waves. So I, I surf with Medina, with Italo, with Filippi. So uh, it's amazing. The kids are so nice. It's a very nice environment. And I'm, I'm super happy not only with my development, but to be part of this, this world that is so, so, so incredible. And back to the trips. Uh, hope to to go back to the to the big points on, of the world and have happiness and be happy. This is well, the it's great to see your surfing career has has started again. Hopefully, yeah. Obviously, after after a break of a few years, huh? Yeah, which is awesome. So my uh, my pleasure is all mine. I'm available whenever you guys want, and let's continue spreading out this lifestyle and put more surfers in the world, our kids. <laughs> Let's Fantastic. do it. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you very much. Wait, Wait, for your curiosity and stoke.